excited you're here. Uh, you are just a bright, beautiful light. From the minute we were introduced, I was like, oh, my sister. I have found, Likewise. Yeah. <laughs> I have found a sister. I, it was like just instant. Yeah, same. And it, we looked alike. <laughs> <laughs> we do look alike. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. We wore like pretty much the same outfit. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Uh, you are a medicine woman a vocal empowerment coach and healer, a speaker, an excellent speaker, I should add. Thank you so much. And a teacher. What does being a medicine woman mean to you? Well, I can tell you how long it took me to own the words medicine woman because um, that was more introduced to me um, around my Saturn return is when I, we were just talking about Saturn returns and how important they are. And um, that's when I, the medicine of ayahuasca first came into my life as, as well as like a spirit, a person who is real person in my life. But then he crossed over within a year of me knowing him. And now he's one of my spirit guides. So like just really beautiful soul alignment, nice. you know, during that time. And um, over the like first few years of that journey with the plant medicine, I was intru- kind of reminded, the the reason why ayahuasca kind of changed my life so much was because, I mean, I I was like exposed to energy healing when I was like nine years old. My mother like took me to Reiki and like gave me like, I had a very new age lifestyle the whole time, like Ram Dass in high school, all these things, you know? And, and I also did musical theater and singing, um, like since I was like five, six years old, like so totally all of these things. So when I went to an ayahuasca ceremony and they kind of did everything at the same time that I've ever known, where it's like singing, there's an energetic field in the space, there's healing, you know, from like beings that are not in physical form and I could like track them and see them. It was like so moving. And it also like, like awakened or opened my psyche, my field into like almost a remembrance of past lifetimes of being a shamanic practitioner or a healer or having that. So it was like finding a home attunement. So in my, I think I was like 32 and it's amazing. I'm 38 now. So it's only like a few years ago, six years ago, but it's amazing what initiations can actually do for the, the soul and like the wisdom body is like, you can feel just, just six years ago, you're like, a, you're a baby in one hand. And then like all of a sudden you've matured because you've gone through a dark night of the soul or some kind of like deep spiritual initiation. Yeah. And from that it births wisdom. And so I was recently in California, like uh, just a, two weeks ago. And my girlfriend asked me to hold space in her retreat. And it was this big like chapter, this like eclipse season. And then one of my friends had just recently passed away. And I was like holding all this space. But just in California, I was on the beach and like I heard, I like actually like it came into me like medicine woman, you are a medicine woman. And it was like my inner state, my inner being attuned to those words and I finally could wear this thing that was given to me like when I was 32 it was like oh you're a medicine woman like this is why you know these things but I felt so there's a whole con there's a whole context about like appropriation and all these things nowadays right and I feel like the work that I do when I do energy work it's shamanic by nature because it works with it's just different it works with like deep bassy like bass, like if we're going to like compare, like Reiki would be like, you know, new age, like Enya music. Mm. And like my 
the healing work is like jungle. Like, it's like, <laughs> like tribal dance. Yeah, it's like different, different in frequency and tone. And so in its essence and nature, and I wasn't, I've never been trained. It's just something that like kind of always came out of me. And I think this is a thing from past lives, you know, but these are things that even as I speak, my, my tone changes. You have to be very delicate with these mm. ways of, of speaking about the astral. It's like things that we don't really know. There's a mystery to them, but they're, but they're true. And so when I was first told I was a medicine woman, but through like these, um, these journeys or these forces, it felt like a large, like big shoes to fill kind of title. And I didn't feel like it was appropriate. And then now, like just a, like literally in the last month, like that, that those words came back into me and I felt like I could finally embody it. Mm. Like I've walked that path. Yeah. And that road. So if I was going to say what that is, it would be a woman who who uses the elements in a way or at least acknowledges like the earth, the air, the fire, the water, the ether, the spirit, calling the directions great above, great below. And like there's a a reverence and a and a unity of understanding like the beauty way, someone who walks I use this term, like walk as if you have wings in the world, but it's like really understanding the unseen realm and then the physical realm and then and then weaving them together, co-creating them in a unified field for the service and benefit of the all in like this way where it's that namaste place, like that universal love consciousness. And, and I also see that attuned to the stars and the frequencies and um, intergalactic consciousness, like the Syrians, the Pleiadians, like what little I know of these things but they also feel like that that when we talk about ayahuasca or spirits or plant medicine, all of those things, like they all feel a, like the, they come from the same source. So to be a medicine one for me is like to serve that source of love that's yeah. made all of us. Yeah. Wow. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Speak to the unseen world. <laughs> Hello, brain. unseen world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. So nice to see you. Not see you. <laughs> I feel, feel like you. that all the time, what you just said. Right? <laughs> so nice to not see you. Where are you? Give me more. Uh, um, is it a feeling then? Yeah. So I do these. Um, what's been really cool over the last year is like on Insight Timer, I do these weekly transmissions. And I mentioned my friend Phoenix, who was in the physical form with me. He is one of my guides. He shows up a bird, a bird sometimes. His name is Phoenix, right? But he shows up as bird sometimes and like chirps outside my window. And like literally like I feel like they guide, they help my guides help me guide the ceremony, which is very similar to what a shaman does in an ayahuasca circle is like they they hold the energy. There's a there's a certain masculine form where you're like holding the space and like directing and weaving the energy. And also this feminine of like listening and attuning to like not only you, but like these really wiser forces, right? And um, recently I had a reading by one of my practitioners who attuned me to this collective of energetic beings that I I've since then have seen. Like I always knew I had like my main guide, my guardian spirit, my friend Phoenix, but now I understand more like there, there, there are groups that we work with in these unseen realms. And so I, you know, I even go to people who are like mediums or who can see it better than I can, but I, I'm more like audience and cognizant and I allow, I feel like I'm a channeler and I receive 
energetics, especially when I do my one-on-one healing work, this is like very clear when somebody's in front of me and I see their, it's like their field speaks to me and I say certain things or I ask them to do something or I move the energy and it's very responsive to this unseen realm. And there, I don't, I, I've learned this relationship of, tr- it's like, I'm like surprised. I'm like, I don't even know how I do it, but it's, it's magnificent where like there's this dialogue between me and these other forces that I don't even physically see and I don't even understand a hundred percent, but man, can I weave? Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. And like, and like by doing that and also having the intention of like that love space, I think, there's like a, a symbiotic relationship where like as the channel, they work through me and then I get to, and you've, you've kind of mm. seen it because in your live events, like you've se- I'm sure you see the difference between when I'm talking and it's like Michelle is talking. And then like when I kind of go into a transmission and then it's like, Michelle is now throwing down, you know, and it's kind of a different, it's a kind of a different tone. Yeah. But I feel like that's like whoever is like my posse in the unseen realm, like they work through me and I'm in service to them. And, and there's, I, I, so there's me as medicine woman, which is true. My soul, I don't want to like discount, like I am that sure. And there's like the girl who grew up in Fort Lauderdale and like used to go to raves and like, there's still, I'm still integrating in my journey of womanhood, like my personality self and like this ancient, like other being who also is connected to a bunch of ancient other beings. And like, so I'm like doing this dance together with all of it, you know? Incredible. It's weird. (laughs) It's amazing. I think we're all doing this dance, but some people are like yourself are more sensitive and attuned to it. Like yeah. We all have an energetic exchange with whoever we're in dialogue with. Um, but yeah, you just, you just, I, I don't know if some people are, uh, yes, I think some people are gifted. Sure. And there, there can also be a process of uh, becoming more sensitive if you if you so choose right yes but there are some people that are just I mean especially here in Austin I've met some that people that are like on the astral plane healing the planet like I'm like what I don't know how to do that and they're like oh it's easy you just tap in and I was like yeah um, yes I'll try that <laughs> you know like um, but. Uh, no, just like I love everyone's ability. It's it's just it's hard to understand it if you can't feel it yourself. I guess is my point. That's and true. So, um, but also, like you have to. I think there's something else that I mean. I don't want to like badmouth anyone, but like <clears throat> I too have seen um, why I am cautious sometimes of speaking, like, I was even just thinking, like, wow, I'm just, like, being very vulnerable about, like, my inner world right away, right? But I don't, it's harder sometimes because I think, of course, I believe and trust myself, but there are other people I've been in their field, and I think everybody to each its own, but sometimes I don't know if people are grounded um, in an authentic, like, I think there's a lot of energies in the astral. I don't know if all of them are uh, favorable or all of them are 
truly who they say they are or you know there's so many things and yeah. so sometimes people so it's it's hard like I don't just come out and I'm like I'm a channeler for like multi-dimensional yeah. beings like I don't do that <laughs> because I grew up like in New York and yeah. like that you what? you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. so like it's a very different so anyway so I right. think that there's a lot of discernment mm. but it but I do also I would love even you know we you and I talked have talked offline about like grounding um, you know, different worlds, like the the very practical world and the spiritual world. And like, if I can take multidimensional consciousness and like speak to, about it in like a grounded New York style way, because I, there is a very practical grounded essence in my being, but I also have experienced these really truly multidimensional things and yeah. I do work with these guides, but yeah. like, so it's, it's a dance. Yeah. Uh, where to go? <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I, I want to speak to the person that is new to this work. They're okay. open, right? Yeah. They're like, I, I kind of get it. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm um, this, this, like, I, I know there's an energy exchange. I know, um, I, I, I personally, I can speak to myself. I personally have gone to energy healers and, and I've done the plant medicines and I've, I've experienced, I, per, I, I definitely have two angels up there watching over mm. and I ask them for support all the time and they like same day guide me. And it's like neon signs. You're, I'd be an idiot if I couldn't read the signs. That That's they, so beautiful. Yeah. I mean, so um, on that level, I can tap in and feel and get guidance. Um where would you suggest someone who's just stepping into this world mm-hmm. um, of exploration and exploring this like higher dimensional consciousness um, in terms of like tapping in and, and where do they start? For a big part of for me, and this is going to be not as cool of an answer, but it's silence. Yeah. Like taking yourself, removing yourself. And this is something that I was just telling myself the other day because I'm noticing I'm checking my email a lot or I'm on the computer a lot nowadays, right? Just in this time in my life. It's hard when you're like business is online a lot that you're like constantly plugged into this, the matrix of online. Um, in 2015, I lived by the ocean. I was like five minutes away from the ocean and I was doing a lot of plant ceremony. And I I literally had um, drawing on my wall where I I wrote, like, go within goddess. Like, it was like my guides were really telling me, and they were telling me specifically. I mean, now I kind of wish that I had built the email list when I was doing the blogs and different things back then, but, like, I remember being guided then to extricate myself from this whole social media consciousness reality and be quiet. And, And that was it. Like, they were just like, be with stillness be with nature, be with yourself. And if you can do that, that's like step one. Mm. And, I, and and so like the clients who come to me, I, it's funny, the people I attract are like opposites sometimes in different mm-hmm. ways. So like they'll be very successful out in the world women where like they're like badass business women, like all these things, they, they did the email list. You know what I mean? They, right. did, they, did, they did those things. <laughs> they did it really well and they got it, but yeah. they're missing like the, the goddess, the goddess inside their heart. Mm. They feel like almost dry on the inside because they're like, I have all these things, but like, where is my soul? Like, I don't have that. And they haven't. And then slowing down for those people is almost like a, tr- like they, it, it's nervous and like they're very, they're afraid of it. 
Mm. There's a fear that comes up. Because if I slow down, then I will feel these things that I've been avoiding. And so the first step for most of the people who are newer is slow down and feel, and like just see if you can be with yourself. I can hear them going, but, but, but I got shit to do. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. And so that's really interesting. So yeah. for me, my life has been a flip of that. My life has been so built in this unseen realm that I have become a medicine woman. <laughs> that I have like really... So much to the point, and we were just talking about like the the energetics of Instagram and different things, so much to the point that there are things that I, I almost feel like I can't quite cross the bridge of into the, the normal world because, because I'm like, okay, let's bring up the concept of a bridge because that's something that I teach when I do the witch wound. So the word hag, which nowadays it's like an old, ugly woman, a crone, you know, like there's like a negative connotation. It meant originally a bridge walker, one who has a foot in either world, because it's a it's a word for the word hedge, and the hedge separated the marketplace, like the community consciousness, like everybody else. And that's why I was telling you we were like living downtown versus I'm like, no, I live in a hill far away from everybody because right. I, I live this witchy wise woman life where I, I'm kind of cloistered energetically with like one foot a little bit on into the material, like that other world, but really having that um, bridge walker status, but more leaning, I would say 80% into that like unseen dimensional realm for the space that I hold and the connection humbly that I say I have, you know, cause you want to be gentle with those things because you never want to be like, oh, I have it because it, it could go away. But it doesn't make your life any easier. Like in the last three months, I would have been like joking with all of my friends who are like, you know, pr- very practical. And I've, I've recently like connected with this um, person that I've known for my, basically my whole entire life. We met when we were 13 and he's like, so like brass tacks. And I'm like, believe me, you have it easier. The f- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so when you can ask and receive answers at the drop of a hat, sometimes yeah. you don't want to receive the That's answers you get. And you're That's like, true. oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. And our initiations, like um, I got this from Alex Gray's wife w- uh, wrote something once about, you know, the initiations that we have in life. And when we're an old soul or we're very wise or we have these kind of shamanic prowess, um, you're you're held to a standard of that kind of level of responsibility and maturity. And so your life is not necessarily easier because of that. Now you're probably challenged more to get you to even the higher level. Yeah. Yeah, I have a really good friend. So the one that goes astral surfing and healing the planet, um, he's he's next level, amazing. And and he does these yogi uh, postures. He does he loves to go to Barton Springs Pool and do do yoga. And and I crack up because I don't get the gnats at all. But as soon as he's in a position he'll, the gnats will start like messing with him, messing with his face. And he, <laughs> I, got, I just laughed and I was like, Ooh, that's next level training right there. And he's it like, is. yep, pretty it much. Is. <laughs> it is that and our spirit guides, like have a weird, like Terrence McKenna said that the mushrooms have an, an interesting Jewish sense of humor. They say that they're like Groucho Marx. And he Stop. says, yeah, he says that the universe, like for some reason, he's like, what is this weird, like, hey, like kind of humor that, that the universe has, but they do, they mess with you. Like yeah. they think it's funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Can we go there? Cause this is a really interesting concept to me. 
Why does the human condition need to be knocked down to be built back up? Yeah, it's true. Why can't we just come out through love, because of love, be loved on, and then just praised our entire life, right? And then just show up shiny, bright, ready to love on the rest of the world. It's said that in the Vedas, like that there are eras. And so there's a golden age. And so that would be something like Lemuria. Have you heard of Lemuria? I've Lemur- heard of Lemuria. I don't yeah. Know so Lemuria is like this, like make make believe this was one time in the universe where where we had exactly what you just said. It was like things were energetically attuned. Everything was lo- like we were in the universal consciousness. I've also heard G- Gabor Mate. Yeah, I love spe- him. Speak about the star system Sirius. Okay. And that's why I talk about like the Syrians and the inter- who's like seeded the consciousness of this planet. And when our our Earth and that system are close together, then we have more consciousness on the planet. It goes in an infinity symbol. And when when we are dancing as the star and we're parting and we're at the opposite is when the Kali Yuga and the Vedas or the Dark Age happens. And that's when we're separate and we think that we're separate. Ooh, you got goosebumps. Full body goosebumps. <laughs> wow. And w- so then we have to come to God through pain, I guess, through suffering or through through disconnection. And then back into unity. But imagine like an infinity. I mean, that's my whole thing is infinity. Like an infinity where it's like constantly happening. Where there's an... Yeah. So it's a dance. Wow. Mm -hmm. It came to me also that, you know, the the concept of building resilience through challenges. Like if you meet some kids that are like raised in a bubble and they've never had... They haven't traveled. They haven't left, you know, maybe Texas. (laughs) (laughs) Right? And they haven't really experienced the rest of the world. Yeah. And... um, or, or true hardships. I mean, you travel to India, go to some places where there's real, real challenge. Yeah. And um, it creates a level of resilience and uh, strength. It does. That's true. Yeah. Initiation. Yeah. To, to be initiated, right. which is like terrible, but, well, it's not, t- I mean, it's a judgmental thing to say like being initiated is terrible, but like going through it, Mm. is like devastating or for me when I was like I remember like losing a lot of things and it's like deep shedding for the ego and things that I valued or thought were like like flattery was one of the things that I shed so I remember like a year afterwards after I went through like this whole dark night of the soul chapter and then people coming up to me and kind of like schmoozing me and my my that wise woman being was like yeah, I'm not moved by that. But like uh, years before that, I would fall for it and do a whole dance around all of that thing. But now I under, I have a certain gravity and a weight and understanding of like what true honor is and what true truth is and somebody who isn't just BSing you to get something from you. And I needed to go through that initiation and kind of lose things and, or get tricked by things that I valued that weren't really actually authentically real. Right. Mm. So it was like that caused a lot of pain because disillusion was like, oh, I thought that was real. But really, I was being, you know what I mean? Like, where? Yeah. <laughs> so that part sucked. But then what, what matured from that is like a woman who now, Doesn't I don't know, is worth it. her salt or also is worth her salt, who is like, yeah. are you, are, is this for real? And if not, I, I'm not interested. <laughs> right. I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For me, it was taking things personally. It was a big one as a, ch- mm-hmm. as a younger girl. Um, I, yeah, no, I took everything personally. 
if you didn't text me back, it was I, my brain come up with some reason why, that I did something wrong. And <laughs> that's so sweet. <laughs> no, it was annoying. <laughs> um, and the other one is um, fear of judgment is my biggest one. Oh, okay. And that's that's progressively going away, which is nice. Good. Yeah. I, I, I but I put my through so myself through some hardcore training. I feel like we have a couple of lessons each lifetime, and they kind of just spiral around. And it's like, say, like every lifetime you have three things. And so like you're like this fear of judgment thing. And like it goes in and it's like less and less and less. Yeah. And they become smaller. But it's like that's the thing, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the reason I, I do these baby Einsteins. For those mm. of you who don't know, I started a baby Einstein's uh, monthly networking social where we each anyone in the audience can jump up and share three minutes of genius. And they're super fun, and I'm forcing myself to be basically on stage leading yes. a group, um, which is has not been my comfort zone, <laughs> right? Um, but uh, I, just for this exact reason of like, oh, I'm going to mess it up somehow, and then I'm judgment, you know, mm, right? Mm. Uh, but in a way, it's it's pushing my putting pushing my boundaries, and that's beautiful. Putting myself into these somewhat uncomfortable scenarios where I'm, I'm safe, I'm physically safe, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm challenging what's, what's comfortable. And, um, and then that comfort ring expands. Exactly. And then I can do so much more when my comfort zone is wider. Mm-hmm. So That's so true. That's what I talk about with the vocal expression. I was, I was channeling in the Insight Timer today and I was speaking about like, we because I'm doing a mantra course uh, starting uh, mid August, and it's going to be like the reason why we chant the mantras is because there's some it's like warming up like how we warm up the voice it's like we're warming up the psyche so that we can feel the mantras inside of our body and our being and then there's something that happens that like our field expands our range expands, our sense of purpose expands. There's like this, it's a beautiful, um, and then we rope ourselves to the transmission of the mantra. These mantras are ancient and they, they go out beyond time, like radio waves, like out, out, out through the universe. And then, so you're calling it to you, om mani padme om, om mani padme om, and then it's like you become that expanded state. But we forget, we forget when we're in our computer or our day-to-day life, or just like, we're, we get very myopic in like a smaller reality. And that's another thing of roping it to the unseen is like when we do spiritual practice or when we, I mean, we can make a joke like the person who doesn't see those things, they have an easier life because it's right there, right? That's one level and that's true. What the pain, the person who like would come to me or come to a a mantra course or something like that is a person who has that life, but there's a seed inside them that they're like, this isn't it. There's, mm-hmm. there's more, uh, I, I'm, they're multidimensional in their essence and there's a yearning for that unseen world, but they haven't fully experienced it or no one's explained it to them or they, they it's like palpable longing yeah. for something that they, they, they sense is right there, but they don't know how to access. And like, so these kind of things would bring them and awaken. That's how it happened to me in 2012. I was like in front of Krishnadas. He came to Orlando and did a three day retreat. And I sang mantras like Om Namah Shivaya. And my, before I did ayahuasca, my energy field went through the roof, like multidimensional. I felt like a bigger the big, like the largest, I, it was, it was grandiose. And it was like a part of me came online 
that was always there, that I knew was always there, but it like I was sparkling and people would even, were even commenting like, oh my God, I'm like, this is me. Like I, it like awakened like yeah. my soul, yeah. you know? And I think that that's something that no matter what you're doing, if you're doing an ayahuasca ceremony, you're going to a sound bath or what did people do? Breath work. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they are like, oh, it's my soul. Like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's your higher self is my experience. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I connect to my higher self when I do breath work or... Um, That's true. We are higher self is, and your soul are, are they're very, um, uh, we have koshas. Yeah. Uh, I'm a nerd. Sure. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. I teach, I teach these workshops and it. stuff like I'm such a, I'm such a geek for this stuff. So physical body, yeah. chakra system is our energetic body, pranamaya kosha. It's the breath and the chakra system. Then there's the mental and emotional body which is our thinking mind. Yeah. And that is also where our samskaras live, which are our versions and attractions from lifetime to lifetime. So I like, I go towards this, I avoid this based on like past. Yeah. Okay. Wisdom body, which is like higher self, intuition, and then soul. Mm. Ananda Maya Kosha. So they're very, they're very close. So when you're, when you're saying, so when we do something like breath work or praying or mantra, whatever it is, it, it aligns the, these subtle bodies with the physical body, you're all in tune, you're, you're, you're um, congruent, and then you can access more of the soul into the physical form. And that lets you feel like you're in connection with your higher self. But I also feel circling back to like the astral realms when I'm congruent, and I really feel this when I teach or when I'm in transmission or if I'm speaking in front of a group or singing, especially multidimensionally, it's like the beings also, I'm receptive enough to like encourage more frequencies to flow through me. And then what I teach is like allowing that heart to express through the voice because the things that happen in the samskaras, like you mentioned, judgment, huge samskara for people is like, if I did this X, Y, Z, or like which the witch wound persecution, that was a big part for me. I remember one time I took mushrooms. Can I tell the story? Yeah, it's like, course, I'm never, please. I never have told the story ever. Okay, <laughs> it's like yeah. coming. First so, time y'all ready. <laughs> so I took mushrooms in front of a, at a desert dwellers concert when I was in Orlando. Sounds appropriate. <laughs> yeah. We were going to like, we were like, thought we were going to like perform on the stage and like dance. And then like we, we took the mushrooms. We didn't end up doing that. And we were like, I'm so grateful. But when I was, I was dancing, it was before the show originally started and I was dancing and I had, there was this giant gap, like a circle, like all the people were in the crowd, but around me, at least in like a three foot radius around me in a circle, nobody stood because when I was, so when I was dancing, like I, I my energy body was expanded, let's mm -hmm. say, mm -hmm. into that, like a giant circle around me. And then one of my girlfriends was like, oh my God, when you were dancing earlier, it was like so, like she was so like, um, I don't, she was so amazed because she was seeing how my energy field was. And I got so freaked out because I was like, oh shit, they're going to find out that I'm magical, like as magical as I, you know what I mean? Because this uh -huh. is years and years ago. I lived in Orlando. I mean, like this is like even before the third, before all of these things happened. Yeah, this is my in my 20s. Wow. Yeah, so I was like, so my witch wound was like, oh no, they're going to find me out and they're going to, something bad's going to happen, persecute me. Because they're going to know that I'm a multidimensional freaky 
beautiful woman. <laughs> I've got powers. I've got powers. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wow. But it, yeah, it was a really, it was like a real, um, so that was my samskara like activated, you know. I was like, oh, oh my God. I wonder what my judgment came from then. Is that just a common human judgment? No? Ju- well, I think what happens is, so in our, um, I was going to say in our root system, in our root chakra, mm-hmm. but like in our root system, Same. it's like a tribal yeah. um, ancestral understanding is that like when you conform or you like you, you are, so the thing about mm-hmm. the, so if you're a medicine woman, I, this is how what I teach to like the women who come to me for like the priestess part of my training is like if you've if you've become a priestess or you've you've done this medicine woman trip you've done it in multiple lives and so the longing and the ache that they feel is like I do not fit in this other world I need someone so that's why they would come to me for like this temple and this home feeling and for me to like affirm to them you're not crazy you understand your magical capacity and you feel it inside your soul and you will not feel home unless you actually allow your goddess self to like move through you. Like you won't feel like your truest self. You'll feel like mm-hmm. something is myth- missing if you try to conform into this box. The negative, the shadow side aspect, and I mean, shadow side could be debatable, is that you don't fit into the world when you have those qualities. And so you always kind of stick out. And that has is a blessing and a curse. Because you have access to this unseen realm, but then there's like kind of a loneliness there, mm-hmm. and and yeah. and so some people are afraid. So then this other this other thing that exists in like the collective consciousness psyche, and this is just archetypes. It's like this archetype possesses this quality, and you don't have to be like. It's not like be all and like you don't have to live or die by these rules, but you have to acknowledge that like each archetype comes with like this is the good part, this is the part that's not as comfortable, and you work within it and you and you kind of like uh, exchange as best you can within those realms of the archetypes that you are. Um, but when we're in the society, there's a lot of benefits of being in society, and so sometimes people trade. Or like negotiate like who they are in order to like be not cast out because okay. there's survival things and yeah. things that you get from like saying yes. And so I notice a thing that I hate in society. <laughs> I mean, I hate is such a strong like judgment, but it's when p- people pair it back to each other. Like, and I notice it happens a lot in social groups or on forums. So someone will say something and other people will be like, yeah, girl, like, and it's just like, everybody's just saying, I mean, it's great that people agree with each other. It's fine. But there's a different tone when it's just like, they're not really saying anything or they're not really exchanging. It's just like mirroring, like, mm-hmm. I approve of you. Like Ram Dass says it, like, I'll make believe you are who you think you are. If you make believe who I am, who I think I am, uh-huh. <laughs> and it's just like egos, like applauding each other like I see it all the time and I'm like this is not real but that's just me that's my judgmental of like ah like I wish I wish I like the wild self I like the primal I'm like let me see your truth like you know so like but not a lot of people want to live in that depth a lot of people are more comfortable just with that like here are our social agreements yeah but for the women who are are like angry that that exists then they come to me and I'm like yeah that's right you're fine and they're like yeah <laughs> I'm normal in the witch world yes, yes exactly <laughs> exactly yeah no it's it's interesting because I have quite a few friends that are really energetic like they just have talent and skills on another level that's and awesome I do see that they're a bit 
not ostracized, like nobody else is pushing them out, but be, they, they, it's almost like sensory overload. Yeah, that's they that, have, 100%. And they, yeah, and they have access to this like seventh sense, essentially, that um, you sound crazy mm-hmm. when you share it with someone that doesn't have it right. or, or hasn't. I wonder, is that, okay, I want to dive into this for a second because do some people just not have it or is it a matter of developing? I would have said it's a matter of developing, but when I was talking about my friend that I was just talking about when I was 13 and like we were like, he is not, he doesn't have an awareness of his energetic, but it doesn't mean his heart is not completely like, it's so interesting they don't have to have the same level of sense perception that is multidimensional, but it doesn't mean that they can't feel that what you're talking about is truth. Because I, I feel very understood by this person and I can see how they track what I'm saying, but they don't experience reality in the same way that I yeah. do. Okay, here's how, okay, thank you. Um, I wanted to make that clear because I was confused in my own head about whether or not it's, it's it's like saying some people are gifted in playing the piano. Right. Sure, some people can learn. Everyone can learn how to play the piano, but some people are gifted. Sure, like they're me. Like, like four, I, they're playing it. Yeah, like I'm not good at <laughs> instruments. Like I, I ironically, like instruments, I'm like awkward. I can play them, yeah. but I'm not great at them. Yeah. <laughs> but some people can like, it's I like mean, a language that yeah. they can like just, it's oh. natural. <gasps> My friend has a son, record, uh, like three or four years old, not even reading music, oh, just really? playing uh, on the piano. Oh, so beautiful. Um, yeah, so I, I'm glad we're going here. This is fun. I um, <laughs> No, because I have so many friends like this, and I, I love them. And I, 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 like, I, I, have, I, I can definitely talk to my, uh, my spirit guides. There's no question. Awesome. Um, and I actually want to point that out real quick for my listeners is yeah. that... Um, you can too, if you ask, and that's a big one for me, just ask for guidance. And an important point here is if, if it's not really coming through clearly, if you're not getting clear answers, then, um, consider detoxing your life. Look Mm. at your, the toxicity in your food, your environment, um, what you're putting on your skin needs to be edible because it's going in. So your lotion, your makeup, your hairspray, if you can't eat it, (laughs) it's toxicity going into your body. It's toxifying you. And it's like, um, it's like having those rabbit ear antennas from the seventies. If you are sloshing that around in a bucket of grease and toxicity, which is like saturated high fats, you know, totally processed foods, sugar, right? Sugars. And then a whole bunch of toxins, chemicals. Every single day, yep. You're gonna put those antennas back on your head, and you're not gonna get a it's good, so clear message. Yeah, you can't hear. So it's very important to clean out the toxicity in your food, your environment, and your mental thoughts. And that's why that when we started with meditation, getting silent, getting quiet, that is the opportunity for you to practice cleaning off those antennas and cleaning, clearing out all that noise that then disrupts the, the your guides from talking to you. 100. percent 100%. Yeah. 
If little Michelle was sitting next to you. She is like very unintegrated. <laughs> so like she will, like she, she's not sitting next to me. She drives the bus like 80% of the time. That's it's hilarious. hysterical. I'm working on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny she's like she's in my lap right now she's she will, telling me what to do she's gonna yeah she'll throw down like any day but go ahead okay well <laughs> it's one of my favorite questions I, I usually end with this question but okay. um what would you tell little michelle Stop driving the bus. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Stop picking my boyfriend's no, I'm just Wow. I love it. I'm teasing. No, it's so true. Um, let's see. Um, hmm, what would I tell you, little beautiful, wild thing that you are? Hmm. Mm. You know that I'm here for you, I think, is the biggest thing because I think the reason that I'm really in my own process of acknowledging these two very strong polarized archetypes, like um, medicine, it's perfect if we're ending on this because then we started this because I have this whole thing that's like medicine woman, little girl is like a, a chant. I, I mantraed to myself like two years ago in my voice notes or in the tub or something like that. Where I was like, medicine woman, little girl. Oh, interesting. You can go on and on, but still you have to choose to be them. You can go on and on, but still you're seeing which one will win. Yeah, and so I feel like, I feel ancient, like ancient ones, like I feel like my soul is old, and my people that I work with are very primal and old, like the Adi Shakti, the, the primal force is like, is deep, is me, and... Yeah, like I, I come from uh, an initiation in this lifetime where there was abuse when I was younger. Not, I wasn't physically abused, but I grew up in a household where the, there was abuse happening. And it wasn't, um, so from that, there's this like beautiful, wild, wise inner child who is wounded and completely creative and just fucking like, just large and in charge, like just like really just like a lot of force, a lot of Shakti. Um, and she's playful. She's the reason why I can perform and sing. And I did theater when I was growing up in there. Like she wants attention and she's also a fairy and she goes and, and she talks to trees and like, so a lot of my, there's a, there's it's funny. So like the multidimensional nature that I have, yes, is the wise woman, but also the innocence of this beautiful, joyous child. And, and, and I can also see, and I get reflected to me a lot of the time when I'm happy and when I'm beaming in like ceremony, because ceremony makes me and her like really happy. She loves ritual, she loves performance, she loves music. And so like my inner child expression, like she comes out so beautiful. So it's fascinating to me that I have this innocent, innocent wisdom and like this old crone-like, like non-fuckable with wisdom. And like watching them weave and dance as I mature and watching, you know, she used to sabotage me when I was younger, but now just watching her integrate, but also wanting her to be honored. So I guess the other thing that I would say to you is I see you. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. She keeps you young. Yeah, that's for sure. For sure. Which is good because the crone in me can get kind of serious and Scorpio. I was like, I could get very, I could be very heavy. 
you know, if I didn't have this like ball of light that wants to play. Oh, she was <laughs> such a ball of light. I want to play in love. And there's a lot of innocence in love. And that was yeah. a deep part of my initiation was, was I was when I went to Boulder and I brought her and all the love that I am. And then I learned like, you have to be careful. People don't really operate that way or they'll try to take it from you. And so that was a deep initiation of like, the, it was like, it brought me to my knees, the humility and the wisdom that I grokked about like how human beings are not all wired the same way as we are. Mm. We are all not multidimensional, mm. beautiful. You know, some of us are, are, are more about power and control from different ways. Mm. And I can even like hear her speaking in my voice now. And it's, it's been a fascinating journey for me to actually to, to learn that we're not all like, especially in the spirit, I mean, I don't want to talk smack, but especially in like spiritual communities, it's amazing how many people are not actually like, they can speak it on the outside, but who they are in their integrity in the inside, like, are they deeply connected really to the beauty way and really to service? And when we talked about like what the medicine woman is attuned to, and, and I don't fault those people because, like I said, it's our levels of initiation that, mm. as a soul yeah. of what the responsibility we've had. And some people are not qualified or, like, in that level of integrity. And that's their path. And it's, it's fine. And that's the world has a lot of different levels and layers. But, like, for me, I, I do really... Like, that. I don't know. It's, it's, it's awkward to say out loud, but I really do feel that I do want love and I do see oneness and I do want to share and express and be in that space and bring people to that multidimensional universal consciousness that's it's threaded throughout all religions it's like it's the fabric of what makes us it's we were made through making love you know it's it's in all of us and it weaves us to it and it's the tantra of life I wish that we could all play there yeah. um, that's my prayer for mm. the universe yeah for all I of us I love that <laughs> yeah, there's a process of embodying because, like, even as I look back on my journey, I, I've done probably the last two decades of my life. I've been studying personal development, mm -hmm. um, and out of a pure desire to really expand um, and to, to change how I reacted to life, because mm -hmm. I didn't feel like I was reacting in alignment with my own desires to be a loving kind beautiful being and yet just these like traumas and and oh, I hear you. responses and, and then it would come out and then I'd be mad at myself because I'm like that's not me that's beautiful <laughs> oh yay you well, <laughs> thank you so, I mean that that kind of lends to the concept of forgiving people when they make mistakes or sure. you know, because they, sometimes it's not their fault and that's true too yeah yeah yeah, but there is there is this like I call it L.A. woke exactly. <laughs> it's like it's Boulder woke. It's Austin woke. It's all the it's just materialism. It's a lot more talk than actual embodiment. Yeah, and, and, but I want to honor the intention that's there, and maybe there's just more practice that needs to and and more healing really mm -hmm. that needs to happen because if someone's um, I believe, I'd like to believe that if, if mm. people are, are um, hurt people, hurt people. Sure. Right. So if, 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 if people are acting out of alignment, it's because they just haven't had enough practice yet, which practice usually comes with challenging experiences. Mm. Mm -hmm. Can. 
Or it can come with a, a plant medicine experience mm-hmm. where you really just get connected to your higher consciousness on a level that you're like, okay, this is how I operate now. Like, yeah. And it's just, it, it's so, I experienced this one time in Colombia this past year. I sat with ayahuasca and, um, in one session, not a single ounce of sickness. I, it was nice. pure bliss. It was absolutely gorgeous. And I was, it was almost like I was, you know, the movie Avatar. Yeah. I was in paradise. I mean, absolute paradise. I felt like my ears had those pointy things. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like looking at my body and it was just this like magnificence and I was larger. I, mm-hmm. I could, I, I felt like I was 10 feet tall. That's awesome. At least. Mm-hmm. And maybe I was feeling into my energy body or, or whatever, but there was just like this connection to the divine love and the loving being that I am and yeah. the, the nurture and the, the, the guide and the teacher and the student and all of these, like, just like, I really connected to being this peaceful source of love. I love that. Wow. And that stayed with me for, I mean, that, I mean, I, I felt like that was unshakable in a way yeah. since that moment. Like I just, and you know, of course, then my mother visited and I was mean to her at some point and then I'm mad at myself and, <laughs> you know, the human condition comes back. Yeah. Um, but um, my point of sharing that is that there are opportunities and there are ways to connect and show up differently. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we're basically speaking to here. Right? You're reminding me of a couple of things. One is like, but I was mean to my mom when I was in Florida for too long, so I empathize. But that that has to do with like boundaries and being oversaturated. So that's not like you're not actually out of integrity. It Thank just you. means that like Thank you. <laughs> that, I was challenged. <laughs> yeah, like well, energetic boundaries and being oversaturated right. and then yeah. not not having the bandwidth to articulate from a place of compassion because you're fried is a whole different thing. Well, and when I articulate from a place of compassion, I'm bulldozed. Israelis only hear when you bark really loud. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I know people so when like I, that. when I speak yeah. kindly to my mother, yeah. doesn't mean anything. Yeah. I have to be very aggressive, very loud, and then she backs off. Okay, well then that's fine. Then you didn't actually no, do anything but that, wrong. But, but you don't it doesn't feel good it in your body. Feel good. Yeah. I've lost control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it I feels hear that. Like. I understand that. I understand that. I can see that. Yeah. And so, you know, then it just comes back to having a conversation afterwards that's saying, you know, this doesn't feel good for me that right. I have to go through this process with you, but it seems the only way you hear me is with this. But right. that it feels out of integrity with this is my first point, is that when we're talking about, you know, LA woke people versus other people. When I and and I was seeing you multidimensionally in your avatar self, like you are beautiful and long, and if you paint, you should get someone to paint you like one of yeah. those blue creatures because you would look beautiful. Like that. Yay! <laughs> oh, that would be so beautiful. Oh, so wonderful. Um, but a lot of people, when we're talking about initiations and like people's maturity and 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 soul maturity, they're bandwidth for it's like a heart chakra thing. They're bandwidth for compassion. So a person who would take from somebody else versus somebody who, who wouldn't do that because they, their heart is, has matured to a space that they can like be, meet, have a compassionate heart space where they're meeting someone else and they wouldn't, they wouldn't cross that line or they wouldn't take, they wouldn't think to like steal from someone else because that's not how their heart operates. They would, they're more in an integrity where it's like we share a field and so, like, I give, and there's an exchange, there's a relationability. And I don't know if everybody's had those soul lessons yet, 
or grown to that space or if that's their dharma, but I notice I notice that like people don't operate in that unconditional love type way. And then others of us, like more empathic ones, are wired for that and also often hurt by the by the harshness of how as a mass consciousness our world does not operate in a way mm. that is tending or caring, yeah. but more violent and competitive and separation-based versus like unity-based. And I feel like my my platform, you know, is more to share with people who feel how come this other world doesn't feel right to me? And it's like, ah, you have unity consciousness. You understand, you have a compassionate heart. Um, a lot of the women that I work with are healers and teachers. And so like literally like almost avatars in human form of like this Kuan Yin style consciousness. This doesn't mean we're also not Kali and fierce and I've got all of that primal stuff too. And I think that they kind of go hand in hand. When I went to, um, went to Hawaii and Hawaii's like that Pele energy, but I had this huge transmission, like as soon as I got on the ground where it was like showing me Kuan Yin and Kali and like kind of showing me how there, it's like the light and dark of the exact same compassion frequency and they say that about Kali is that her wrathful nature and like bulldozing everything in the in the universe to like get you to is from compassion so her wrath wrath is from compassion and then Kuan Yin here and uh through um oh I'm not going to say this name like Avlokiteshvara like the 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 Buddha who cries the the tears and then hears the cries of the world and then and then serves that through the um, she helps liberates the ones who cry so Tara or Kuan Yin etc that's all like from the mother, the mother of the Buddhas. It's the one female deity in that Eastern realm, you know? And so anyway, so that they, holding the world in that space. And I feel so, whoa, I've made of that. I feel like I'm made of that. Mm -hmm. Like I couldn't, even though like when I think of God, I always think of like this masculine, like eagle, Shiva kind of, I'm not like a goddess worshiper, but like I feel like I'm saturated and made of like those compassionate, like tending, like, oh, it's okay. Like, let's work with your soul and it's all good. And we're to right relationship with all things and, and well, serving I'm glad that. you feel that because that's how you feel to me too. You have this <laughs> super nurturing, loving energy of value. Yeah. Like instantly, I just want to be like hugging you. It already feels like I'm getting a hug just being in your yeah, presence. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's really a good transmission and I also feel in this moment like my, my innocent child self too who really like loves that frequency and that field mm -hmm. and wants to be in that, you know, all yeah. the time. Oh, Michelle, what a treat. Thank you. Thank you. Yay. Any final thoughts you want to share? Something coming through? Compassion. Um, yeah. Uh, I'll sing a mantra. Can yes, I sing a little mantra? Please, yes. Thank you for <laughs> Can I sing? Me. Yes, I please. just want to sing one. Um, I I'm, I'm, I'm going to sing a mantra to Tara since um, I'm like literally seeing Kuan Yin inside my. Um, okay, hold on. Let me. You always have to. So here's like a little teaching moment is like you, when you. It's always a good idea to wait for like a song to come through. Sometimes I rush because it's like, oh, you're supposed to sing, so sing right now. But it's like really wait. And you receive the song. Om dare tu tare tu re soha. Om dare tu tare tu re soha. Om dare tu dare tu re soha. Om dare tu dare 
<laughs> oh my god will you sing to me every day yeah <laughs> that was beautiful i don't know if people will see it but if they're not catching this round i i teach a mantra course it's called mantra medicine it's going to be awesome that's going to happen mid-august um so they can see it or not and if not they can work with me for vocal empowerment coaching i do three-month containers with beautiful women and men who are um, wanting but the mantra is co-ed container and so you can reach out to me at my website which is my name.com michellecotinho.com or michelle infinity on Instagram. Oh so. my goodness. I am so proud you're my friend. Yay. Likewise. <laughs> Thank I'm you. Like, she's sister. my friend. <laughs> oh, my honor. It's a truly, it's a gift. Ah, I love you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.